Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. It's Trinity Sunday, and of course, uh, Jesus has great things to say. Truly, truly, the, uh, I love the King James Version. Verily, verily, I say to you. We're going to talk about that. Jesus, says, and Jesus answered Nicodemus, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said, How can a man be born when he's old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? How can these things, how can these things be? And Jesus answered him, For God so loved the world that he sent his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Dear friends of Christ, I want to tell you an unbelievable story. Um, it's about a man who decided to undergo a medical procedure that had never been done before, has never been done since, and will never be done again. This man was surgically implanted back into his mother's womb. It was an amazing thing. I mean, truly an amazing feat. But what makes it even more unbelievable is that his mother gave birth to him again. Do you believe that? Of course you don't believe that, because it's impossible. A man can't be born twice. That's just foolish thinking. But this morning I want us to join Nicodemus, who was confused by the same topic, as we contemplate the unbelievable. The reality of the Trinity, it's unexplainable, and mathematically it's impossible, and yet it's real. We simply are too finite of human beings, too limited in our understanding to understand the complexity of God. Give Him the honor of being greater than you. A Father, a Son, a Holy Spirit, all three God, and yet not three gods, but one God. We can't fathom His existence. It really doesn't make sense. We can't understand how this God, this divine God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, called everything into existence out of nothing. I can't fathom that. That's why people don't believe God created it all. There is no being that's so powerful as to just call things into existence. We don't understand how this divine God who created all things loves us. So much that he sent his only son to shed his blood to die for us. We really can't fathom that kind of love. All this stuff overwhelms us as we contemplate the mystery of the Trinity today. As we contemplate the divine being of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as being God today. We join Nicodemus in asking the question, how can this be? And we consider our theme, explaining the unexplainable. You know, Jesus tried to explain the unexplainable to this guy named Nicodemus. And, you know, let's see if it makes sense to us. How do you explain the unexplainable? Well, let's start with this. Nicodemus thought he was quite the good guy. He really did. I mean, he was a godly man. He, he lived in the church. He was a leader in the church. Uh, he was a man of morals and, and upright, and, and, and he thought he'd lived a life well-pleasing to the Lord. He really did. 
And, and in fact, he imagined that the Lord was going to reward him one day for his well-living, for doing it so well, better than others. He thought that because he'd done this, he'd live forever. Now, you know better, don't you? As a good Lutheran, you know. You can't be saved by good works. As a good Lutheran, you know that good works won't get you into heaven. You know, as a good Lutheran, that we are by nature sinful and unclean, and you know that our sin condemns us, and that there, we can't be saved except through the blood of Jesus Christ alone. Nicodemus didn't know. He was a confused guy. But he was also an important man. He was a Pharisee. He was uh, on the ruling council of the Jews. And he believed that if you wanted to be saved, you had to be super religious. You had to be better than everybody else. And if you were better than everybody else, and, and if you lived a lifestyle that elevated you in in a good way and in good standing above the community, that God would honor that and give you everlasting life, that you would set yourself apart from other people. He believed that. And of course, many people believe that. That if you do good enough things, you can get yourself to heaven. If you believe that, you really don't need Jesus. Just be a good person. Get yourself there. But Jesus says, no, you can't get yourself there. You need a Savior. You need God. You need God in human flesh. You need me, and you have to be born again in me. Most people in the world don't believe that. They don't believe they have to be in Jesus, in Christ, born again. Most people in the world believe that if you live a good life, one day you'll get to heaven. That's why people have a celebration of life. They don't do funeral services anymore where we call people, this person standing before us was a sinner and he's dead because he was under the curse of sin. You don't hear language like that at funerals anymore. You have the celebration of life. This person was the best father that ever lived. This person was the best human being that ever lived. And because he elevated himself among other human beings, we know he'll live forever in our hearts. And he'll live forever in the afterlife. Well, they don't know where that afterlife is. They really don't. They, but they will acknowledge that there's an afterlife, and they will acknowledge that their loved ones got there, and they will acknowledge that one day they're going to be there. But how are they going to get there? Because they elevated their life good enough to get there without God. Jesus says, wrong. Nicodemus, you're wrong. You're confused. Nicodemus is about to find out. You know, Nicodemus approached Jesus and he asked, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher come from God, for no one can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. The miracles of Jesus had caused a buzz. All of Jerusalem was awake. People who were dead were alive. People who couldn't walk were walking. People who couldn't see were seeing. And they were talking, and people were seeing what Jesus was doing. It was making a big deal. And people were wondering, who is this guy? Is he the Messiah? Who is this Jesus that has so much power? Is he just another great teacher from God, or is he a great prophet from God? Who is he? 
Well, the miracles of Jesus pointed to who he was. Only God can do things like that. The miracles of Jesus pointed to the fact that Jesus is God of the divine triunity. The people missed all that. Unfathomable, impossible, unbelievable that God lives among us in human flesh. That's just unexplainable. How can this be? That God can live among us. That we can see Him just like one of us. The God who created all the universe in a finite flesh and bones like we have. You know, people are always getting Jesus wrong. And yet people fill up their little finite human little brains with human limited knowledge. And they spew all kinds of limited information about God. And they babble on about how he's a great teacher, how he's a great preacher, how he was a great man, and then they miss that he's God. And they miss that you have to believe in him to be saved. That was Nicodemus' problem too. So Jesus took Nicodemus' finite, little, small human brain, that limited human knowledge, and he blew it wide open. Jesus said, truly, truly, I say to you, Nicodemus, unless one is born of again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. You have to be born again. Truly, truly, verily, verily. That's, the word there in Greek is amen. Amen. It means truly. It, this is certainly true. Amen, amen. Verily, verily, I say to you. It's it's extremely emphatic. What Jesus is saying is this truth that I'm saying is truly true. Just in case you were wondering. When Jesus says you must be born again to enter the kingdom of God, he's not joking around. You must be born again to enter the kingdom of God. He's proclaiming an unbelievable truth that is truly true whether you like to believe it or not. Nicodemus realized, though, immediately, as soon as Jesus said, you must be born again, it made completely no sense whatsoever. And, of course, Nicodemus immediately tries to dismiss Jesus' nonsense by saying, can a man be put back into his mother and be born again? (laughs) Gotcha there, Jesus. Can't be born again. Again, Jesus uses emphatic language. I'm teaching you an unbelievable truth that is truly true. Unless a man is born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. I love that. I love that answer. Let me tell you why. Unbelievers around the world are confused. They can't understand how God can be triune. They just don't get it, so they deny Him. There are Christians around the world confused too. Most Christians, many Christians, have a very difficult time believing that we must be born of water and of the Spirit in order to be saved. Why? Because it doesn't make sense. 
Many believers, many unbelievers deny the Trinity. Many believers deny the fact that we can be saved through holy baptism, that we're saved through water. Saved through water. Does that make sense to you? And of course, the people say, no, we can't be saved by water. We are saved through Jesus Christ alone. Mankind cannot be saved by water. We're saved by the blood of Christ. But that doesn't stop Jesus from saying, in all the confusion that exists around the world, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, and of the Holy Spirit, he can't enter the kingdom of God. But many Christians say, hey, it can't happen. Jesus, that confusion didn't stop Jesus from proclaiming the unbelievable reality. The truth is truly true. You must be born again with water and with the Spirit. Am I emphatic enough for you? Verily, verily. Jesus is telling Nicodemus how to be saved for all eternity. He's telling you to, that to you too. That Nicodemus needed a new life. He needed a new beginning. He needed, to be, he needed a new rebirth. He needed to be born again. And so do we, by the way, need to be born again. Jesus tells us how desperately we need Christ in us to be born in Christ, to be born again. And he tells us through the words, flesh gives birth to flesh. Spirit gives birth to spirit. Permit me to tell you something very personal about my life that's also true in yours. Okay? I was born in this world July 14, 1960. My parents, Paul and Joyce Caldall, created me. Flesh gives birth to flesh. I was born condemned. I was born in the condemnation of the sin of Adam. Natural sin was attached to my flesh and bones. I was born in sin, separated from God, condemned to hell. I was born physically, dead spiritually. You get it? My parents didn't have to teach me how to be selfish. It came naturally. Since I was a little child, I inherited that sinful flesh from Adam. You were born that way too. And because we're all born that way, we desperately need to be reborn. Because we're broken. We're broken in sin. It wasn't that long ago, you know, we were able to take broken appliances and get them fixed. Remember back in those good old days? We take broken appliances to get them fixed now. It costs more to get them fixed than it, than it does to buy a new one. So it's all throwaway stuff, kind of like our souls. Once they're broken, you just throw it away. Like a branch that's separated from the vine, you throw it away. It's no good and you burn it. Ruined by sin. Sinners like us need a whole new life. Sinners like us, God says, have to be born again. Unless as one is born of the water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. <laughs> what? And again, we join Nicodemus in saying, how can that be? 
We all need a spiritual rebirth. And we all need to be, believe in Jesus or we will not be saved. When you were baptized, which is a mystery and a miracle all in itself, when you were baptized, you were baptized in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The name of the Divine Trinity. I was born July 14th. 1960. Now, you weren't there for my birth. My mom was. She remembers it. Most moms remember the birth of their children. Man, you understand that, don't you? Because we're all brought into the world the same way. You understand that. However, something you don't know, I was born again. That's right. I was born again in the living waters of holy baptism. One week later, after my birth, my grandfather poured water over my head. He poured water over the head of this little sinner that had been separated from God in birth and in consummation. And Jesus told Nicodemus, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. My grandfather poured water on my head. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Does that make sense to you? I was born again. <laughs> of course it doesn't make sense. Neither does the fact that I was baptized in the name of a God we can't explain in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the divine mystery. Of course it doesn't make sense. And yet, that doesn't stop Jesus from saying, I'm teaching you an unbelievable truth that is truly true. Verily, verily, I say to you. Titus describes this baptismal, ministry, uh, this baptismal mystery in a beautiful way. He says, when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us. No, oh, not by the works that, we, that have been done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration. That's cleansing language. That's baptismal language. And the renewal of the Holy Spirit whom He poured out. That's water language. That He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by His grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Baptism is poured out on us. Baptism connects us to Jesus. Baptism connects us to the forgiveness of God. Baptism unites us to the Holy Trinity, to the God of the universe. And again, Jesus told Nicodemus, truly, truly, I say to you, unless you are born of water and of the Spirit, you cannot get into the kingdom of heaven. Paul writes, in Jesus Christ you are all sons of God. In Jesus Christ, through faith, for as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Jesus compares the work of the Holy Spirit of baptism with the wind. You don't know where it goes and where, where it comes from. You must be born again. 
He says, the wind blows where it wishes. You hear its sound. You don't know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who's born of the Spirit. And now I know it seems impossible. I know it doesn't make sense. It's even more difficult to understand how God works through the water and how He works through you. But Jesus knows He's God. And He says, Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever is born of water and of the Spirit cannot enter the kingdom of God. Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and to life everlasting. Amen.